What is up, Boiler Nation? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we're live here from the uh, Pfizer Forum here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where uh, the Boilers just rolled Texas to advance to the Sweet 16 um, uh, for an opportunity to play St. Peter's, which is, is kind of mind-blowing <laughs> right now. I haven't even had time to process that yet, but uh, that was a hell of a game. It got a little tight. Um but the boilers pulled it off, and man, I'm telling you, that was really fun to experience in person. Are you on, Gab? Gabby? Yeah, I'm here. What an awesome, awesome game, huh? Yeah, am I echoey? What's that? Am I echoing here? No. Okay. No. Um, uh, it's tough yeah, to find spots was... to broadcast from here or broadcast. Whatever you call this that we're doing. Um, so if, I, hope, I hope our audio quality is decent, so bear with us, boilers. Um, that was crazy <laughs> and amazing, and um, I don't know. That was just an awesome game. There were so many times I wish we could have pulled ahead. I guess we had a twelve point lead. Um, I remember in the first half, I kind of, we lost it, and even the second half, I think we got to ten and then lost it. So I wish that we could at some point capitalize on those and and kind of double our run instead of making these scary games um but hey we won i'll take it oh yeah so i we were really hoping or i was really hoping that the um the story of the game wasn't going to be Purdue shooting uh 11 or 14 percent from deep <laughs> yeah so um, what it's, give me give me the box you're looking at the stats here i'm the trying things to get them that up over here. um i yeah, I so, remember at the half we were shooting like twelve percent from three, right? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh Purdue finished six of seventeen from three, which I'm I'd be hard pressed to to well, Ivy had what, two or three of those? Two yeah. one real big one there at the end. Yeah. Uh Ivy pulled it out when he needed to. Um uh, another Caleb had one. Get this. I think Mort, Morton had one. Purdue shot forty six free throws. <laughs> 46 free throws. How many did we make? 33 of 46. 33 of Purdue's 81 points came from the free throw line, which is mind blowing. I was going to say, I felt like we were actually shooting pretty well from the line tonight. Yeah, that's that's 46 free throws to Texas's 12. So, yeah. Purdue exercises the uh, Chris Beard demon tonight, and man. What a great time to it, was, it. it was good to get that monkey off our back. Um, losing to Chris Beard at Little Rock, Arkansas, at the Texas Tech. I think everybody in Purdue Nation <laughs> was scared to see him. So I'm glad we, um, you know, it will be fun to beat him and, and move on. And I don't know. I, I am really good. And I, I've been saying it all season that this is a March team, this is a tourney team. We work great in the conference. We were seeing teams that were great in conference, like Wisconsin, who basically played a home game today and lost, um, that aren't doing faring well in the tourney. This isn't a typical Purdue painter team, and I just think it's a good tourney team. I'm very excited to see what where they go from here. So, how many Big Ten teams are left alive in the NCAA tournament right now? Uh, so Michigan. And what did I say? Michigan was a tourney team. So, pat me on the back there. <laughs> all the Big Ten teams that made the tournament were tourney teams. No, they all lost. 
Michigan was not good in the regular season at all, and now they're going to Sweet 16. So, what's that? Yeah, type? isn't that crazy, though? Isn't that crazy that Michigan had a really terrible season, and they're probably – They were terrible. Wisconsin won the Big Ten, and they lost today. Like, it's so crazy. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about that. So, we're in the state of Wisconsin, obviously, here in Milwaukee. Man, I swear, there were, uh, what, 50 to 1 Wisconsin fans to it's, everybody else? It's ni- It's 95% Wisconsin fans. I'd say that's then, an understatement. Or 99% Wisconsin fans, and then everybody else, and Wisconsin is not for Purdue. <laughs> they yeah, made it very clear they did not want us to win. There there were the, – the vast contingent of Wisconsin fans were not rooting for Purdue. So No. And we got to watch them walk out with their heads down like their uh, dog just just died yeah. walking to out of the watch, stadium. So. To, see, to see Wisconsin fans crawl the city cheering against Purdue and then them lose right before us and then us come out screaming that we're going to the Sweet 16 was a different kind of uh, excitement. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't knock it. We, I met some pretty – uh, decent Wisconsin fans this weekend, but you know, by and large, I'm not. I'm not too sad to see them walking out with their heads down tonight, and the Boilers rolling on to play a freaking 15 seed to get to the Elite Eight, and the top one and two seeds are out of our bracket. I'm telling you, this is the kind of luck that Purdue has needed for years, and it would have been very, very much on brand if Purdue would have lost that game tonight. Um, when when the bracket shakes out like it has for them, and they didn't. So here we go. Here we go. Now I'm this tournament, tournament's going to be fun. I'm trying to um, get Riles on here. Yeah, he Riles out in Las Vegas. He probably so. just hit a parlay, so he's celebrating. What'd you say? I said Riles probably just hit a parlay, so he's probably celebrating. Either oh, that or he's just he's too ready to get on. Okay, so one thing that's kind of stood out to me, Ivy had 17 points. I think they all came in the second half. He had a huge dunk that I said made me pregnant again. So I have two babies by Jane Ivy at this point. <laughs> um, Gillis rebounds. He had to have had like eight or nine. It was crazy. And then what were – did you say Trey stats? What was Trey's? Oh, Trey, this was the Trey game tonight. Yeah. So, uh, Trey finished with 22 points. He was 10 of 13 shooting, which I, I don't – Wow. <laughs> that's almost hard to believe. That is. Uh, she finished from two, two from four at the line, had uh, seven rebounds total, two assists. Um, this was Trey's night, man. He – he I, I knew – from the previous years losing in the tournament that, that he was going to will this team past, uh, past games like this. And man, he was fired up. You could tell even when he was on the bench, man, he was totally into this game. Yeah. So we, so we, we went to the press conference right after, um, and something kind of stood up, stood out to me that he said, um, they like asked him, you know, how he was feeling, and he said that basically he was just having a lot of fun. And I I don't know if you remember, probably in our first podcast, this team needs to have fun. Painter, like, mentioned on, like, you need to be having fun. Uh, don't take it too serious. Like, you gotta be serious, obviously. But, like, if you're not having fun, and you get too much in your head, you're not gonna win. And so, he said, I'm having a lot of fun, and my voice is gone because I've been screaming all day. 
Riles. <laughs> like, I freaking love that. I'm so glad that these guys are kind of relaxing and just like enjoying the moment a little bit. Riles, what's up, dude? Oh, Riles. Oh, just watching the end of TCU Arizona has a come down from. Riles, you finally joined us. We've, dude, we've I don't you... hear any slot machines in the back. Oh, I'm I'm back home now. I got back. Oh. I got back to Sacramento. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. So, what are your thoughts on the Purdue game? Uh, that I don't know how much you guys have covered because I was for some reason trying to join on my laptop instead of my phone, but. The two biggest things that stood out for me was the 150-second stretch that Mason Gillis had after Texas went up 12-6 to to kind of shut off those offensive rebounds that Texas was using to kind of add up the points. And then the decision to put Ethan Morton on Marcus Carr in the second half and basically not completely shut him down, but really, really negated his uh, scoring ability. And once you did that, it was just, it was a good team win, which over the last end of the season was not something that we talked about a lot. It was always who's going to step up, who's going to step up to help Trey, Zach, and Jaden. And tonight, I think everyone that played did something positive. So, what do you think? What do you want to comment on their three point shooting? I said I don't know what we ended at, but that at the half it was like twelve percent from three. Um, I, I, I bet your boiler. What is what was the final set there? Like thirty percent. I think there is some legitis, legitimacy to the complaints about the new ball. Because it looks like it doesn't spin right. I mean, no. <laughs> oh, come on. No, seriously, it doesn't spin no, right. No, I've, I've even commented on it. He said, I hate this ball. I mean, I mean, it, it's very orange. I know that. If you watch some of the uh, bounces on the rims, it feels like you're playing on carnival rims. It seems like it's very, very. Like you're seeing Bounce. stuff go in and out that you typically don't see. So, but to that point, you're a college basketball player. You're wide open. Yeah. You should knock down shots. And, like, if Sasha's hand is yeah, truly this bad, he shouldn't be playing. Is So, we could have commented on that. What did he play in the second half? Because he kind of, I, I feel like he sat a lot. He didn't play much until the last couple minutes because that was uh, Morton had those minutes. Basically it was a lot of Morton Ivy and Hunter as the three, as the two guards in the other wing. So there was a good adjustment to by painter to switch it up. And I think Arizona and TCU are going to go to overtime. That was impressive, but uh, it was, Riles, you got to keep us up to date. We have no TVs here. Uh, Arizona just trying to find the signal. Arizona just made a three with 12 seconds left to tie it at 75. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a just a the shooting. I if you would have told me early that Purdue had the lead with three made threes and they came from uh, <laughs> first Morton and Hunter, I wouldn't have believed you. Believe that we won. 
Yeah, but that was, like we said, you need people to step up. And first had four points, I think. Uh, Morton had eight. Thompson made two free throws. I mean, it's just little contributions across the board. that. So, so since you're really good with college basketball, I know we're in this game, but we want to kind of look at two. I don't know anything about St. Peter's. I guess that would be our next game for the Sweet 16. Less talented Texas. There are. Uh, is there anything? Yeah. What do you? What? What's their matchup there? Their tallest player is six eight, six nine. Uh, they like to slow it down. Uh, they are. I saw someone say they're like three hundred and fortieth in the nation in free throw defense, which means they give up a lot of free throws. And so if it's, they're going to try to play like Texas, and they're going to be physical. And if it gets called, they're going to be in for a long night. If they let them play, it's going to be interesting. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Okay, so this is. Fill us in. Okay, so TCU guy got hip-checked at half court, and they didn't call it. Arizona got the ball with two seconds left and had a run out, and it appears the Arizona guy, instead of doing a finger roll to get the ball off, Try to dunk, and I don't think he got it off. It was very close. The replay is in his hand. Oh, it's not even close. Yep. Okay. Go to overtime. Back to Purdue. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so St. Peter's, there's, I mean, it's going to be you're playing a team from Jersey in Philly. It's going to be, and you're playing a no big team. deal. It's going to be a pro St. Peter's crowd, but there's, I don't really see a way St. Peter's beats Purdue versus it's going to take Purdue beating Purdue. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much was shown on TV, but there after the game, man, there was pure elation uh, from that sideline. Like, uh, you know, these guys want this bad. And, uh, I mean, it was just cool to see. Riles on TV, did it sound like there was uh, much of a Purdue contingent there or not? Uh, It was definitely more Purdue than Texas-based. You could, especially with the, uh, in regards to the easiest way to tell is on foul calls. And you could tell that it was more. Yeah, so if if you could paint a picture, like, if I tried to paint a picture of what, you know, what is there, maybe uh, 15 sections all around the stadium, and there was a Texas section that was maybe two-thirds full and a Purdue section that was mostly full, and then every everything else was, was Wisconsin, and I mean, there were Wisconsin fans coming out everywhere, so, and most of them were not cheering for Purdue, so. Hey, guys, I'm going to add on this uh, speaker. Rafe? Hi, guys. Hey, what's up? Not much. I just uh, I heard you guys talk about the three point shooting. I just had some of the numbers. I think they were one for seven in the first half and five for ten in the second. So I think a lot of it was just regression to the mean. To be honest with you, both ways. Because yeah. I think they both ended up with like the same percentage at the end of the game, like around thirty five percent. But 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 Texas isn't really a great free throw shooting team, and they were just hitting in the first half, and Purdue was not. Um, 
I, I have heard complaints about the ball. Like, I think if you look at a lot of the shots that Purdue had, um, and not just Purdue, but a lot of teams throughout the tournament, the ball seems to hit inside the cylinder and then spin and then spin out for whatever reason. So um, I, I would think that Texas has... did not shoot well. And I don't know if that was the ball, but they really didn't. I, I don't know what their stats were, but it seemed like they missed a lot of shots. In the second half, especially, they definitely made more threes in the first. And and for me, like just watching that game, I just felt like because if you looked at if you looked at their stats, I think their shooting was a lot better in the first half. But Purdue played great great defense in the first half. So, you know, I just I just sort of felt like a lot of the shooting numbers are just regression to the mean. You know, if Purdue's really one of the best three point shooting teams in the country, which they are. You know, they're not going to go one for seven. I mean, in theory, they shouldn't go one for seven or two for 14 for a whole game. Right. So, yeah. Um, you know, as far as Sasha, I mean, Sasha's the only one that I think's still struggling behind the line. I, I would I'd be very surprised if it has anything to do with the finger and just sort of, a, you know, a, a bit of a funk, because, I mean, most of his shots today, they actually looked good. They just they just didn't go in. So when I was watching him in warm up, he missed almost every shot. I mean, I was like watching warm up, thinking uh, (laughs) he's got to be frustrated because he's missing every damn shot he's taking. And there's no were were they really off though? Because I I know in the first no, they were just like rimming out every single one. Yeah, so I. If I were him, I would just I would just keep shooting it. I mean, because yeah. it doesn't. We're we're gonna need Sasha in a game or two if we. Oh, if yeah. he's really oh, gonna yeah. get to the final four, uh, he's. Gonna I will to. I will say about Sasha at least today, it looked like he was missing short instead of to the side, and at least if you're missing short, everything in your motion is fine. It's Except when you start he had missing one really bad miss. It's when you yeah. start missing left and right. Is when you have. We did have one that was like, way <laughs> well, that's the one that the they switched the camera angle to, like from the opposite baseline. So oh, you, don't don't get me started on the camera angles. I mean, there was a Gillis turnover, I think, in the first half on the baseline that I still don't know what happened. They did it twice. It was the same exact yeah. turnover, one in each yeah. half. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 absurd. So, I I don't I don't really know what's what's going on there the 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 announce i mean i'm assuming most of you guys were at the game yeah well yeah. me and habitual brother were okay you guys are lucky that you didn't have to listen to that broadcast because it was just yeah. it we, was, were really... like, we were like close. oh they were talking about how like the tempo was favoring texas or something like that and i i feel well, like texas is a slower tempo team than purdue is just over the course of the season. All I heard was oh, 100%. defense going into this game, and, and your boilers just put up 81 points against Texas. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. So I, and I will say that regarding uh, regarding uh, Stefanovic's three point shooting, it, it it it'll be great to have, but I I do think that it matters a little bit less when they're playing 10 deep. And Painter, I don't think has played. I mean, he started playing nine or 10 deep again in the Big Ten tournament, but we haven't really seen him using the, the full roster, so to speak, since the non-conference schedule. I mean, there was time in there where IT didn't get any time, Newman didn't get any time, Morton would just get a few minutes here and there. I mean, the rotation really tightened up. But if he's really going to play 8, 9, 10 deep, then, I mean, I, you know, I think we're getting contributions for everyone. And, you know, if, 
if one guy's having an off night, I, you know, I think the other guys on the team can, can sort of bail him out that way. Well, thank you for calling in. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you, you, guys make fun of you guys make fun of me because I say calling. I, so I'm not going to um, – yeah, I am. We're fans, so we can look past the next game because, I, it, you know, Purdue, Purdue needs to come out and beat St. Peter's. So they beat St. Peter's. Riles, who would you rather face? A hot UNC team that um, – that this this Purdue team's already beat once, or a UCLA team that uh, you know can be scary, kind of scary talented, but maybe hasn't played quite to the level that everyone thought they were going to be. I would say that you never want to play the hot team, and I would say like this North Carolina team is definitely not the same team that Purdue played earlier in the season. Uh, Dawson Garcia, who killed Purdue the first time out, isn't playing anymore. I think he's hurt, but it looks to be one of those addition by subtractions as North Carolina's gotten a lot more physical, which was almost to their detriment after Brady Manick tried to collapse in a Baylor player's face that set up that almost tremendous choke on Saturday but I would say I would like to see Purdue play UCLA because UCLA doesn't have the bodies in the post and I think that uh, a lot of their stuff is set up by Tiger Campbell getting them into their sets and I think he's uh, a really good matchup for Eric Hunter and Tiger Tiger Campbell is a a recruit that Painter went after pretty darn hard, too. Yeah, and he's not, like, the quickest, and he's not the greatest shooter. He's just a really smart basketball player. I think he matches up fine there. And then with, uh, they think, uh, it depends if they get through North Carolina, but uh, Jaquez, uh, I believe, turned his ankle. I'm not sure how severe but I don't think he played the last seven minutes of the game against St. Mary's. And I just think Purdue matches up better with uh, UCLA than they do North Carolina. I mean, it's we already beat North Carolina, but like I said, it's a little bit different version of it. I would honestly like to see UCLA just a little bit too because it's something different. It's not like you ever see Purdue play UCLA. So, But I would say... I mean, Purdue would be favored in either game. I would say they'd be favored more against North Carolina, but I think they match up better against UCLA. By the way, Riles, <clears throat> Boiler Polly says hello. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> my one actual connection to Purdue, so my cousin was actually, is knew him through, oh, I don't even remember what it's called, the people that do the Boiler Express, the Trey Reamer team. Club, Reamer Thank Club. You. My cousin was in that when he was in school, and so I, the one time they came to Iowa City for a football game, hung out with them, and then came to a basketball game, the last regular season game of uh, Jawan Johnson and Etwan Moore's career, which they unfortunately lost to Iowa, but. Yeah, so I 
that's like my one actual connection to the university. So that's a small world. But that it's pretty hey guys, good. I'm at, hey guys, I'm adding on a speaker, I, Jeffrey. What's up? I gotta get off mute. There we go. Well, I just, you know, I have a, a former Big Ten official friend, and we text, you know, every Purdue game. He's a big, um, close friend of Matt Painter's. Oh, you gotta we, name him, man. You gotta, his name, um, hold on. It's Dan, Dan Crisman. So a lot of these refs, he knows, and he'll say different things to me if, you know, they like him or not. Um, but we both agreed that the Morton switch on the car really helped in that second half. And not only that, you could see they made the adjustment and tried to force him left because that guy was killing us going right. And, you know, that's what I just think, you know, really helped solidify the game. And it was really smart of Painter to leave him in there too. Yeah. Usually you just don't see him do that. And that you got to give credit to our coach for making those adjustments in the second half. And, and something that we probably aren't used to seeing all the time with Painter. <laughs> no, that's exactly why I bring that up. <laughs> We're probably that's... more critical about his lineups than than when he makes, you know, right moves like he did tonight. Yeah, that's a good point. The, I didn't really notice it, to be honest. So, thank the, you. In the second half, he definitely let Edie play a lot longer in a stretch than you would typically see where you'd normally see him and Travion like get their equal split. But Zach was drawing so many fouls that it would made have made no sense to take him out. And it was nice to see him let that ride because you know Travion's going to close. So if you're going to play Zach an extra two minutes in a row, it's going to be fine. And so that's what – it was nice to see that play out, especially because – it seemed like every time Zach was getting the ball in the post, he was drawing free throws. All right. Uh, Andy, what's up? Chris, a lot like, uh, you know, the typical Boilermaker naysaying as they go on to the next round, you know, watch out. But really impressed by this Texas win. I mean, it seemed like we controlled the tempo. No matter what the score was, you just felt in your heart like we're gonna we're gonna pull this one out. They they controlled it on the defensive end is what I'm really impressed about. I mean, like I hear everybody talking about these, you know, Ken Palm hundred plus defensive rankings, but I mean, how much do you guys really see in a improvement in the Boilermaker defense over the Big Ten tournament and then these two tourney games? I mean, I really think they turned it around and they're just – and they're top 50 at least defensively right now. What do you guys think? I would say they're definitely better on defense, and it's a point I've brought up. I think before. Their defensive rating is so skewed by the fact that – I was going to say – Give does, up so many turnovers. Does Ken, Bum, does Ken Bum take into account, like, oh, they were really bad in the beginning, but they're good now? Yeah, so it's just like an average. Early in the season, it takes a little bit of last year into account, but at this point, it's all just based on every game. So your ratings will go up as long as if stuff's improving, but it goes by possession based. And so 
when Purdue is getting into these low possession games and you're giving up all these points off turnovers, it makes your efficiency look a lot worse than it actually is. Once you've seen the turnovers come down, you've seen the defense go up. And so that's been the biggest thing to improving the defenses. When you're not turning it over 17 times a game, you look a lot better. Well, and Painter's touched on that. The press conference, they talked about, like, turnovers and his defense. I mean, obviously, turnovers are an issue, but he almost seemed unbothered by them because he was like, well, that's just how our, like, when you have somebody like Jaden Ivey, he's going to turn the ball over, but then he's going to make a play. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm more bothered by the turnovers, it seemed like, than Painter was. So I don't, I don't know if the TV caught it, um, but Jaden Ivey and Marcus Carr had a kind of a cool moment there with, I don't know, there might have been a minute, 45 seconds left. Ivy was at the line shooting free throws when he when he drove the baseline and got fouled there in a pretty big moment. Uh, Carr came over, and, you know, they were kind of buddied up, laughing a little bit. And, I you know, it kind of reminded me of the Carson Edwards and Diabate moment there in the Virginia game when after Diabate made that horrible shot. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of cool to see. All right. Um, I got. I got uh, Nick. Oh, Nick, Nick, what's up? Hey guys, sorry I've been on speaker for a minute. Um, oh, you're fine. Big fan, been following you guys for 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 all season, and uh, you know, just curious. Like, I think it was seventy three, seventy one. Purdue was up. Jade and Ivy taking that shot. That wasn't the look. No, but he so, hit it. I I know, but like. What I don't know what was he like more concerned about his sh- like his draft stock? Did he want to make? Did he want to be a oh, hero there? No, I Jaden mean, that... Ivy is the type of player that when the he game's on need... the line or we need a we need a big bucket, Jaden Ivy's gonna get it. That was fresh out of the timeout too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly my I... question, and exactly, and I, I I think you know just punch it down low like we doing it all you know all game. I don't think it was there, but I, obviously we're fired up that he made it, but. It was questionable. He, yeah, it's questionable, one hundred percent. But he's what I love about Jay Nivey. He's got that killer instinct. That's what you need. You want to win games. You need a guy that Jay Nivey's. <laughs> we had a name for him that I'm not gonna say online, but like I don't know had... what Nick Tanner called out of that timeout, but I, I guarantee you it wasn't that. No, it wasn't. But I, no, I don't know. I don't know. He has I... that Carson Edwards instinct that I'm gonna win this game for us, and yep. it might not pan out, but it might. And you need that guy who wants to take over a game. So I, I'm okay I with it. I would not be surprised if Painter didn't say, "Look, Jaden, you're it here, dude. You're it. Let let's you know go out and get us a bucket." And he took the first one. That I would say that based on how the spacing was, the call was, go get yourself a bucket. I don't think he was probably thrilled that it was a step back. Step back deep three. But I think they liked the matchup, especially with Texas in foul trouble, and they just they couldn't keep him, Jaden in front of him all game. And it looked like he would have had a lane to the basket, but when you cross a guy so bad that he takes two false steps the wrong direction – I think you're at liberty to do whatever you want. And right. That, and and it was an open look. That was, that was my only question. I'm like, what you didn't, we didn't need that. 
but he made it, and we're happy. I'll take it. I'm not complaining about that. Yeah, one bit. <laughs> Move on. we're good. Yeah, yeah. So we good, Robert. Th- thank you, everyone. Big fans. Yeah, no, no problem, Nick. Thank you, man. Uh, we got a few more here. Bobby, right? what's up? <laughs> Actually, everybody should be on. So unmute. Let's see where are we going. I got a caller. Are you there? This is Josh. What's hey, up? Yeah, I mean, hey, just Bobby. to get back to that is. Uh, he, oh, he, uh, it, it, the announcers were saying, oh, yeah, you probably need to go down to Trevion. I was like, nah, Ivy, no, nah, Ivy. Just yeah. just step back and nail it, and he did. He's done it before. Trust the guy. Yeah. You know, he's just the type of guy that I, I, we can sit and complain about him, but he takes over I'm games. not complaining. He's a, yeah. <laughs> he's a guy that went, wins games in March, and I'm, I'm totally fine exactly. with that. Exactly. That's all I got. Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, who else did we have here? Bobby, what's up? Bish, bish, swish. What's up, guys? <laughs> hey. First time caller, long time listener. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I'm kind of worried about Sasha. Like, yeah, the past four games, like it's just it's just been really rough to watch. I, I worry that we're going to leave him in too long for the next game or the game after that. That's all. We've been too long. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have any answers for that. He'll, I don't. he'll come out of this. I mean, he will. Well, what, like Ry- Ryle do you, okay, so habitual boiler, do you continue to play him and start him when he's playing like this? Or do you? Yes. You do. Okay. Yeah. If, if you switch, you're just, you're panicking and you don't need to. That's just, he's. Just let him shoot it out. I mean, shooters, shooters got to shoot. There's a reason they say it. I know. We keep saying that, though. Every game, it's getting worse. He's engaged on defense. He, he. I mean, he played a good game on defense today. He did. That was the one thing I noticed that came through the TV the most was when they were on defense, that's the guy that Painter talks to the most. Was Sasha? Yes, all you could hear was Sasha, 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 because I think they were using him to kind of track. Uh, I want to say it was Ramey on some of the off-ball actions because they try to run, get Ramey and Jones off of back screens and try to get them open, and so it was it, that was like the running dialogue you could hear through the TV was Painter talking to Sasha, like basically throughout the entire possession. Boiler Polly, buddy. What's up, dude? Hey, guys. Hey, we, we've hung out with Polly no all weekend. <laughs> Long time no see. Oh, my gosh. I, so, I, I joined a little bit late because I was watching the Arizona game as, as we got out of town. But uh, I I guess I would comment just on that that last shot that Jaden took. I would agree that it's not the look we were looking for, but – I will say that over the last, I don't know, month or so, his shot selection, in my just opinion, it's it's improved. And so you look at what he did today. He had a 18 points, I think, on four of seven shooting. He had two field goals uh, inside the arc and two outside the arc. And then the rest of his scoring came from free throws. I think it was maybe eight of nine on free throws, something like that. Um, and, like, 
that that's kind of a quiet game by Jaden's standards, but like he just he keeps putting together these solid performances where he may not be the standout player, but he does so much for us that just facilitates whatever what everyone else does. And uh, I don't know, it's just been, it's been really nice to see him mature as a player this year, and he still makes some decisions that are very questionable. You know, he's not he's not all there yet. He's still He's still obviously got sophomore brain, but I, I'm really encouraged by just his ability to really take stock of the moment and go, okay, do I need to take a shot right now and hit this dagger, or is this something that I need to make a play for someone else on the team? And I think his ability to make that decision has definitely gotten better over the, over the course of the season. Um, the, and the other thing is that um, – I was sitting right next to uh, Jared Wolburn's family and friends, and uh, we noticed that obviously Jaden got pulled for the interview right after the game, but the lady sitting next to me uh, was like, well, Travion had a better game. And I was like, and honestly, I, I might have considered the MVP Ethan. Um, and then I just saw, uh, you know, JG Trends puts out their um, – plus minus stats and everything. Uh, have you guys seen what Ethan Morton's plus minus was from the game? Was it like plus 19 or something? Plus 19. Okay. He led the entire team. He, he was ahead of Caleb first by 10, and Caleb was second on the plus minus chart. Um, I think just what Ethan Morton did for us, not not only in, in scoring, but just defensively. I mean, he was – a total stud today, and yeah, and I I don't think that second half goes goes the way we want it to if Ethan spends too much time on the bench. Yeah, and it goes unnoticed, I think, because honestly, when you say that, and I'm like, oh yeah, there was Ethan Morton out there, but you think when you think about the game, you think about uh, Ivy stats or Trey stats or whatever. Right. Yeah, and, and like what what he brought to the table just doesn't show up in the box score today but I think he just put together a really solid effort. And, uh, I, you know, my, my hat's off to him because that was a heck of a defensive performance in the second half. Yeah, I'm okay calling this uh, the Ethan Morton game. I mean, <laughs> we, let's let's do it again, too. Yeah, yeah, let's have, let's have somebody else come off the bench and just totally, you know, shut someone down. Yeah, so we're, we got, and, we got and, plenty and, of to, to spread the love across the team, you know. We gotta we gotta talk about him on every single one of these, but Newman still got a few minutes tonight. Yeah. I know he didn't contribute, but um, hey, he's staying fresh, and I'm I'm still calling a Newman game in this in this NCAA tournament run. So. Yeah, all right. Hey, man, it was awesome to meet you this weekend. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, glad glad we got to glad, glad we got to link up. Like I said, when you meet people from Twitter, they go from like a fake world to a real world, like real life. It's 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 pretty cool. All right, it's late, so I think maybe one more caller. I'm good with that. All right, um, Matt. Matt, can you unmute yourself? Yeah. Can you hear me? For some caller. Yeah. Long-term listener, I guess. (laughs) 
And excuse me, because I'm drunk, but uh, so go. First thing, <laughs> the coolest thing with this team is, I don't know if you guys saw John Morant just like tweeting about Ivy this whole time. Yeah. It's super cool to me, and being a longtime Purdue fan, like, and I grew up, it's I grew really up cool. on Lafayette, so like I was at all the big dogs games, and Jaden Ivy has quickly become my favorite Purdue player of all time. But besides that, yeah. So I feel like with like just with this team, there's a lot of moving pieces here. And I feel like getting behind Jaden and I'm also drunk, so I lost my trans train of thought. So I'm mm-hmm. really sorry here. Like I'm really sorry I got on this call. But anyways, <laughs> so hey, pull her up, but uh yeah, that's all good. Let's get drunk so we have this week here and uh yeah, we'll go. Hey, you're my kind of dude, man. <laughs> what but yeah, I don't have much more than that. I'm really sorry, but yeah. that's so, all right. Let's just celebrate. Uh, so, uh, to his point about John Morant tweeting about Jaden, and I'm sure people know about how close they are due to when Jaden's mom was an assistant coach in Memphis before she got hired at Notre Dame. Uh, but I think the biggest thing, too, for Purdue going forward uh, about having a Jaden Ivey and to a lesser extent, Carson beforehand, is you're able to get show film to recruits and say, as a guard, you can come to Purdue and do this because right, wrong, or indifferent, it's always seemed like there was a bunch of negative recruiting about guys that was Purdue was trying to get because it's a, they just throw it in the post. They don't do anything else. They just throw it in the post if you're a guard. That's how you're going to do. You're going to feed the post and you might get a couple threes a game. But now it's like Purdue has the best guard in the draft in the NBA draft class this year on their team. And that's something about upping the cool factor that we might like overlook as fans and especially fans who are not high school, college age. But having Jaden Ivey in a Purdue uniform makes Purdue a hell of a lot cooler than it was before and don't underestimate how that can impact recruiting going forward. Perfectly said. Riles, before we wrap this up, can you can you tell can you break down Iowa's next game for us? Which one, the men or the women because they both <laughs> suck. No, I just wanted to jab you on that a little bit, a little bit. Well, on the bright side, well, no, it was... Iowa not, got bounced, is what he's trying to say. On the not bright side, my friend, because it was me, another Iowa fan, and then one of my friends that went to Iowa State thought that the best thing we needed after that was uh, $73 worth of Patron shots, so that was fun to take at one thirty <laughs> in the afternoon. But <laughs> I told... I, I Did you like my tweet of enjoy when they, they just hold up their Big Ten tourney trophy? That was... it's. It's the one time in the entire time Fran McCaffrey has coached Iowa where I was like, huh, I don't want him fired. And then they turn around and do that, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I want him fired for, like, the last six years. So It's the fr- – it, doesn't they call it the February fade with Fran? Yeah, and now it's just, oh, we're in a – we're playing terribly in a big game, but I have three timeouts. Let me shove them up my ass and not use them is my favorite thing that he does. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's get back to Purdue. Guys, 
I I think we're you guys ready to wrap this one up? It's it's late and it's a Sunday yeah. Night. Let's wrap it up. Um, boilers, enjoy the next week. Your your Purdue Boilermakers are in the Sweet Sixteen. They get to play a 15 seed to go to the Elite Eight, which I'm just freaking giddy about. <laughs> I know, I know that we we're gonna take it one game at a time, but. Uh, like I said earlier, it would have been very on brand for Purdue to lose this game and give Texas that that path to the Elite Eight, but we didn't. Um, so but, like, it, but like you said, we're fans. We don't have to take it a game at a time. No, hell no, no. Let's look right at that Elite Eight. Yeah, yeah. I'm good gonna, about I'm it. Add on that, everyone, leave me alone. If I want to look at the games, stop being freaking fan Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> I can do what I want. This. I'm a fan. I don't have to play the game. And. I, I know crap happens, but you are, as, as a Purdue fan, we are all sitting here right now, um, probably with Purdue's best chance to make a Final Four since 1980 right now, in the next week. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's their best chance. And, and that is exactly where we wanted this team to be uh, to start the season. So enjoy the next week. Uh, there's going to be a lot of pub on the Boilers. And um, it's gonna be fun. So uh, I'm I'm glad we're here. So anything else, guys? I uh, I got nothing. I think this was. It'll be nice too that I think that they're actually the first game on Friday. So it'll be not something that pushes almost to midnight in the Central. We, time. we already know they play Friday. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, because yeah, you just you just keep your same thing. If you're Friday Sunday the first batch, you're Friday Sunday the second batch. Is that true? What time will we play Friday? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock for you guys. Six o'clock for people in the good okay. time zone. Well, um, I just want to say it was an awesome experience being here, uh, being on the court, being with Purdue fans. It was crazy and fun and. Um, it was awesome. Let's pull her up. I'm all behind this team. I think we have the tools to make it to a final four. All right, guys, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Um, uh, go give our podcast a subscribe, boiler up, beer down. Um, enjoy this week and go boilers. <laughs>